0: and welcome to we forgive you the show where we formally forgive your favorites worst films i'm alex fernandez a writer at places
1: and i'm sarah sorrentino associate editor at talk film society <laughs> what an incredible <laughs> reveal
2: guys we have a guest we thought we'd be funny but it, i don't know how well that works diego crespo <laughs> is here
1: hi i, I am also here I also sometimes write at Talk Film Society, but I also have my own podcast called The Waffle Press, which you should check out, because I do lots of fun stuff like retrospectives on older movies, and some roundtable discussions about more hashtag relatable hashtag content, so hopefully I could make money off it someday. That would be cool.
2: Retrospectives? How fancy are you, Diego? You know, we just bullshit and talk about Carsonas on this podcast. Carsonas and Papa John's. That's all we've got over here, Alex.
0: Yeah, it's kind of fresh, huh?
2: We decided to finally have a guest on the show.
0: It's a new era for We Forgive You.
2: We've had some people ask, but then we were like, you know what? You know who's a person we know who likes bad movies and will defend them till his death? It's Diego. It's Diego Crespo. Diego will like it.
1: This is entirely true. <laughs>
2: he's not gonna deny it he's the only
1: movies i actively hate are the ones made out of corporate mandates and the ones that are clearly not like finished but they'll release it in the theaters because it's a big popular ip that they'll make lots of money off of i'm referring to suicide squad but that's not what we're here to talk about today either so
2: no let's do it let's talk about suicide Uh, Squad. Fuck
1: no i'm sorry i'm allowed to curse
2: (laughs) yes no this is a
0: christian show (laughs) This one airs on my local TV stations. We cannot. Oh, Jesus
1: fucking Christ.
0: Nana listens to this podcast, okay? We cannot.
2: (laughs) I'm going to be honest. There is a good chance my grandmother has found this podcast. So let's let's be cautious.
0: (laughs) Hi, Sarah's grandma. Hi, Abuelita.
2: I'm going to have grandma send you guys some ravioli next year. Yes. I I think we're getting off point. We were going to talk about Suicide Squad, right? No. No. Yeah, the
1: Suicide Squad podcast.
0: All about forgiving Suicide Squad, the hidden forgotten gem of the 2010s, starring legendary actor Will Smith, best known for his Blue Genie Man from the Aladdin film, Margot Robbie, from Alice in Wonderland, I can't do this anymore. Or else I'll see you guys later.
2: Was she actually in Alice in Wonderland?
0: No, what are you talking about? No, but she was in Mary Queen of Scots, and she kind of looks like the
2: oh man.
0: She kind of looks like Helena Bonham Carter in that oh movie. I keep God. seeing screenshots of her in that,
1: and I'm like, no way.
2: That was so layered. That I know was it was so a layered. lot of
1: work. Like- yeah, it makes sense, but like, I missed that like <laughs> right off the bat. You lost the whole crowd. It
0: was a lot of work. I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, Suicide Squad. Not talking about that.
2: They announced more of this the cast day, and I had the audacity to respond to, like, a screen rant post saying that's a lot of dudes. Should have said Sausage Fest, you know what I mean? But I messed up. I had the audacity to say a lot of dudes that they just listed, and the some guy whose username was literally DC Fan <sighs> of some sort, he responded and was like... Actually, the one character is getting gender-swapped to be a girl. And I'm like, whoop de fucking do!" Thanks, man. You really saved that for me. That's
0: incredible.
2: I'm so sorry. Let me delete my comment real quick. (sighs) I hate the man.
0: I'm so sorry. (laughs) You know what's my least favorite thing to do in 2019? Talk about superhero movies. Online, on the web.
2: We talk about a lot of superhero movies. Me and you.
0: Yeah, when you and I do it, it's okay, but... When, when I just see other people doing it on the World Wide Web, it's kind of the worst, huh?
2: Yeah, I'm a little tired. I mean, I love... I still love superheroes, like, as a, I don't know, story arc. I've always liked any movie that features, like, superpowers or something a little bit more. Having any sort of powers is really interesting to me. But at the same time, yeah, no, I, I need a little bit of a break sometimes. Um, I... I just recorded... We're starting to record um, TFS Assemble again. We just put out a Ant-Man and the Wasp episode. And Ant-Man and the Wasp is, like, nice to watch. But I'm not looking forward to Endgame.
1: I was going to do a Avengers retrospective leading up, like, from Iron Man. Like, what you guys were doing, right? But then... So
2: you're going to rip me off, Diego?
1: I was intending to do this, like... Are we I think we started like around the same time, and then I saw you guys are doing such a good job of it. The, I, those Aww. I did listen to also, but I was like, they're covering enough, and I don't, I don't think I have enough to say about all of them for like an hour. So
2: to be fair, a lot of people were doing the retrospectives up till Infinity War, so it's not like it was. It's obviously not an original idea, yeah. but um, it was interesting because I mean, me and Sam definitely both have a background in knowing like the comics, so so
0: movies. What are we doing today? I think,
2: I think we're going to talk about a movie.
0: Okay, cool. I'm glad we have some direction.
2: It's called uh, it's called Escape from L.A. You ever heard of it?
0: So, Sarah, you did a big old movie sin in, in my yeah, I mind. Did. I really fucked up And in, in the hearts of our nation. Yeah. Sarah, have you seen the original Escape from New York?
2: No, I haven't, man. Nope. Did
0: you tell your good friends Alex and Diego that you were going to see it right before seeing Escape from L.A.? For the podcast? Yeah,
2: yeah. That's true. That's a true true statement. And here we are today
0: recording, and um, have you seen Escape from New York? No. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know, I, I think I rest my case.
2: Let's think about it this way. Okay, here, let's think outside the box. You guys have seen both. You guys have opinions. What if we had like a third opinion, someone who hasn't seen both? They just went straight into Escape from L.A. Am I making this sound better uh, than the fact that I didn't watch Escape from New York? Is is it working?
0: No, no. No. It's not not totally great, Sarah, <laughs> but 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 I am I am still incredibly curious. What in what in the world did you think of this movie,
2: guys? I kind of liked it. Was I supposed to not like it because I liked it? Hmm, it was good. It was like I mean, it was like. What I think of, like, a 90s movie where they started to throw... I think of it like a comic book when they're like, hey, what if uh, Wolverine did extreme sports the whole time? And then they just threw in some, like, hang gliding and stuff like that. That's what this movie was. It was great. I don't know the original story, but they keep on referencing it. So, cool, whatever. New York happened. And then he's just, you know, he's shooting some hoops. He's surfing. Surfing USA.
1: (laughs) You're not wrong. <laughs> That's the thing.
2: <laughs> I'm not wrong, right? Like, it's good.
0: You're you're not entirely wrong. Those are the reasons why the movie is entertaining, but it's also the reasons why it's kind of frustrating in comparison to the original. I don't know. So this is my first time seeing Escape from L.A., but I'm a really big fan of Escape from New York. Diego, you've seen
1: both of these movies before. This is not your first time. Yeah, I've definitely seen it before. I've actually seen this one Three times now. You okay? Wow. Yeah. Wait, (laughs) why did you come back twice? The first time was like, I I was just bored. And because I'd really liked the first one I'd seen it and it just didn't grab me. And I was convinced by uh, guessing on another podcast to give Escape from L.A. another shot. And I was like, okay, this was a couple months ago. And then I was like, I should just do it again because that's what we're going to talk about. And I have some shocking news for nobody but myself but I really liked it this time, and I don't know what changed.
2: <laughs> Does Escape from New York look like this film? Do they look similar? Yeah. Is the CGI, like, new?
0: In some ways. I will say the, 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 the CGI isn't really a factor in the original.
2: Yeah, that's why I figured. At
0: least from my recollection. Like, that that was not a, an ever-present, uh, fucking jarring piece of imagery. Oh, yeah, it's rough.
2: So someone went to Carpenter and was like, Yo... CGIs, it's a big deal throwing in
0: honestly that's one of the biggest things that kept running through my head when i was watching this movie was trying to put myself back in the context of 1996 and wondering is this movie expensive because i don't know i genuinely have no idea i look at it i'm like jesus christ this cg looks bad but then i put myself back in the context of the time and i'm like but no this still doesn't seem quite right when when the big shark took a try to take a bite from the submarine and they flew past the Universal Studios sign. I feel like that could have looked a million times better, no matter the time. am I wrong in
1: that no i I don't think so because the, the first one you know it's all that like the matte paintings and like all the practical stuff, like even Sarah does not know this because she did not watch it, but the opening to that one is basically the same opening as escape from l a with the the digital computer stuff. But here, that that one is, like, computer. And Escape from New York, that's just, like, hand, like, animation or something like that. Like, it's all practical. And so, I don't know, this had a budget of, like, $50 million, and it only made half of it back. So, it's, it's, like carpenter's biggest bomb ever that's
2: a big budget that's bigger than i expected
1: yeah me too yeah. <laughs> like looking that up i was like oh where did it go and,
0: and maybe it is just the clash of matte paintings which are still present here with like that cg but like i think maybe the clash is just what makes it look even worse i, I don't know like maybe you need that like actual dimension of an actual like set to make that cg look just a little bit more convincing
1: i think what hurts it is a. Uh... This is something that's still a problem with, like, modern day movies, too. When they don't know how to light stuff during the daytime, and that's when, like, the heavy CG stuff takes place, it doesn't look great. Like, there's a stark contrast between Pacific Rim and Pacific Rim 2, you know?
2: Yeah. Do you guys want to hear something pretty wild? Sure. Sure. I think that was my first John Carpenter film.
1: Whoa. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, that's good.
2: I mean, I know of the other ones, but now I'm looking back... I haven't seen Halloween. I haven't seen Escape from New York. I haven't seen The Thing. I haven't seen Christine. Yeah. That's my first Carpenter film, guys.
1: Yay. I'm just going to clap a little uh, bit for you.
2: We did it. We did it, guys. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I mean, you're basically, like, it's almost all uphill from here. Yeah. <laughs> there's very few avenues. There's a, there's a couple stinkers. Yeah.
2: What about Vampires. Is that
1: cool? Uh,
2: Vampires?
1: It's it's pretty ugly and vile. Oh. But it's not his worst movie.
2: Okay.
1: It's rough. James Wood's the hero in that one, and he's like, oh, you just don't buy it. Yeah. Okay,
2: <laughs> mm. never mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just don't immediately
0: go <laughs> Okay,
2: you can't... <sighs> <laughs>
0: you can't just be a John Carpenter bad movie magnet. You gotta... Come on. You know which ones are good, Sarah. Don't <laughs> pretend. Don't pretend like it's like an unknown director randomly shuffling through a cinematography. You know.
2: It's like, Sarah, don't act stupid. Just go watch Halloween and be quiet.
0: I understand why you decided to watch Escape from L.A., because it's the one John Carpenter movie that has Uncle Ben from Spider-Man in it, Ooh. but that's no excuse.
2: I don't like evil Uncle Ben. Well, not evil, but like, no, he was evil. He sucked.
0: No, he's evil. Definitely evil. Are you kidding me? Or-
2: <laughs> I think my main thing is, though, Oh, the a few reasons why I did like it, I thought the premise was not bad at all. Like, it's hard for me, though, because I'm all I do is watch bad movies, so if it's even a little bit remedially, like, different or, like, a plot I haven't seen quite before, I'm like, oh, LA's, like, a prison island? That's cool. And uh, even, like, the siege CG- The CGI was a little... I mean, it's not great, but I figured it was dated. And then when my favorite scene is when they're surfing.
0: That scene owns fucking bones. (laughs) That's the best.
2: (laughs) I don't care. It was so good. It was like this bright blue wave with the bright red car and the matte painting like sunset in the back. And I was like, I love this. (laughs) This is a great aesthetic right now. I'm like, this is... I want this on a (laughs) t-shirt.
0: I wish Escape from L.A. would have sold would have been the most profitable movie ever made solely so i can get a video game of snake (laughs) Pliskin wave riding trying to catch up to steve buscemi in his bright red
2: car he even like pauses for a second to like high five his guy he's like he's like yeah i'll see you you later man but he leaves that guy behind too that's kind of fucked but that guy was happy to just keep surfing the eternal wave.
1: yeah that's true (laughs) and to your point about the video game that was like almost a thing but it got canceled because the movie bombed really hard. Oh, yeah. No.
2: that's where everything went wrong. I'm, I, I that's honestly why we're in the worst timeline.
1: Trace it all back here. I'm sure it'll <laughs> it'll line up.
2: <laughs> Trump would have never been this way if he just had the Escape from L.A. video game.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be honest. These the villains in this movie are basically like modern Republicans. <laughs>
2: yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, that was it's so blatant though. I mean, like the MacGuffin was very uh, overpowered and weird and. Is it weird that this movie ends, like, at at World's End? Like, it's the same ending as At World's End.
0: I kind of adore it. Also, sir, let me just say, I mean, I, I, this is stupid and pedantic, but you did say At World's End, which is the third parts of the Caribbean movie, which I don't think oh, ended no. with the whole world going into a, you know, a blackout <laughs> and society crumbling. I don't think that's how yeah. the, the, the fun Jack Sparrow adventure quite ended. But yeah, it's, it's literally The World's End, huh? I think the ending is one of the best things about this movie. I... I Honestly, I think the best parts of Escape from LA are its beginning, which it robs almost entirely from the original, and the ending. Like, I think all the middle stuff in LA is a lot of fun taken out of the context of, like, the original film. But to me, like, the meat of the movie is entirely on its bookends. That's a fucking cool end shot, huh?
2: Something that definitely annoyed me was it's supposed to be, like, chaos in L.A., but it was kind of calm.
0: Everybody's kind of just having fun, huh?
2: Like, a lot of scenes were really calm. I expected just dead bodies everywhere, and everybody was kind of chilling, you know, just having hooker parties. It
0: seems like a pretty fun time, honestly. It's pretty chill. I'd love to play some basketball in
1: post-apocalyptic L.A. Well, here's here's the difference between, like, the, the L.A. setting and the New York setting. Like, uh, apart from them being, like, on opposite sides of the country, New York was specifically, like... A prison hellhole, if I remember correctly, because I actually haven't seen that one in a while. But I'm pretty sure that one's, like, a straight-up prison. This one is, like, where they're sending, like, people who have, like, the smallest offense and crimes and, like, immigrants and, like, people who, like, maybe don't even deserve to be there. Or people who just got caught up there when the the earthquake happened, right? That, that separated L.A. from the rest of the, the country. It's a little more lax. Like, the villain in this one even kind of is, like, whatever... Like, he's not as fun as the villain from uh, Escape from New York. I don't know. I think it's interesting that Carpenter basically just, like, the plot is roughly the same, but he's exploring totally different, like, ideas, because this one's very much, like, trying to be, like, a satire about, like, Hollywood, calling out, like, the conflict from the Cold War era about, like, Carpenter is very, like, anti-Reagan, and so this president has, like, some very big, uh, like, if you look at him really fast and look at a picture of Reagan, they're they're very identical. You know, and I don't think that's a mistake.
2: Yeah, they're old white men. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, yeah, that too. And so, I I don't know, This all this stuff just, like, really opened up to me. We're watching this, and, like, his odyssey through L.A. and, like, what's left of it, and, like, the people he runs into, how they're all, like, they're trying to bring up, like, ideas. And I don't know if they all, like, work entirely,
2: No, it's, I mean, it's a little
1: bit all over. I I was, I was really interested this time around as opposed to being like, ah, I like that part. Uh, I like that part.
0: I gotta say, I feel like I'm gonna remember a lot of the LA, like, gangs and all the little communities a lot better than I currently remember Escape from New York's enemies and, like, all, all the antagonists and all the, like, you know, tertiary characters. Like, there's no way I'm gonna forget Steve Buscemi or, um... The, the Surgeon General of Beverly Hills, played by Bruce Campbell. Oh, that's so perfect. Is it
2: really Bruce Campbell? What?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's in there. Yep. Oh you have God. to look hard, but that's him.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: And I gotta be honest, having not seen this movie before, the moment I saw Bruce Campbell's name in the credits, I immediately thought, oh, shit, perhaps John Carpenter is pulling an Evil Dead 2 and basically remaking one of his movies, but in a way that he sees fit now after a couple of years of time having passed but not really huh it's kind of just its own weird thing kind of a continuation kind of a remake but the entire middle just feels completely different to me it feels a lot more kitschy in a sense i don't even know if that's right but like it feels a lot more gimmicky than 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 before like outside of like the set piece moments of like hang gliding and surfboarding even the characters like pop out to me more as more like caricatures of the place in a way that New York felt maybe slightly, in its own weird way, a little bit more grounded. I could,
1: I could roll with that.
2: Yeah, I took it that it was gonna be more serious in the beginning, and then it got like a little bit, like you said, kitschy. And like as soon as the extreme sports started to happen, and the characters got a little bit more over the top, like I mean, like Diego said, the villain is very. Okay, Like, I didn't even think of him as that much of a bad guy. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a little confusing who's supposed to be the bad guy, of course, which is fair. But overall, I liked it for what I thought it was going to be going into it. I will go back and watch Escape from New York because I do want to see the differences. I thought Escape from New York didn't have, like, the same actual plot though of like this i thought it was a city that was diseased i didn't realize it was a hellscape same situation as la that it's just like quarantine off for violence
0: yeah if anything escape from new york takes the premise even more seriously and more makes everything more deliberate whereas la is sort of like incidentally turn into an island like just like completely isolated from society um no like the government walls off new york and uh turns it into a Batman Arkham City for everybody and um, <laughs> that that's where all the really bad guys, like legitimate bad people like Diego was, was saying, would be sent off to. Yeah, L- L.A., it, it definitely feels like the whole thing is turned to a farce. Like, it's all kind of turned on its head a bit more, which I can appreciate it. In, in some ways, it feels like L.A. is an inversion of Escape from New York. I mean, considering the, the gap between these two movies, considering there's 15 years time between these, considering the ways in which John Carpenter like, diminished and humiliated uh the protagonist of big trouble in little china and sort of went against the the grain of his own movies in a way i guess that tracks yeah i i kind of do enjoy it even if i don't think it's the most well
1: put together movie
2: what do you guys think of Bishemi in this
1: i love it i love him so much <laughs> great
2: i think it was really good and interesting He's just like a brat, but he's great. Yeah,
1: he's just like a little uh, weasel, and uh, this, is, these are carpenter's words, not not mine, but he was saying that, like, uh, if you've ever been in Hollywood, even like tangentially, uh, you've met someone like him. We're like, yeah, he's gonna help you out, he's gonna help you out, but if he can sell you out, that's good, too, you know?
2: <laughs> that's my dream job.
1: <laughs> it's terrible. I mean, not so much for you, but for everyone I else. Guess.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Thanks,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't wait to see
0: Sarah just strolling down LA and her bright red automobile handing out tours of the city. I would take an LA tour, audio tour yeah. guided by you. Sarah. Can you imagine
2: me in You're that suit? You're the one suit? person I would trust. I look amazing in that suit.
0: That would be incredible. <laughs> what are you doing? Go go off. Go I'm off to the mix. Go bye, off. guys. Right, bye. Guys,
2: I'm going to LA. I'm going off to the LA. Bye,
0: Sarah. Hey, I'll see you when you get here.
2: See you there, Diego.
0: Anyway, I'm stuck in Miami, which is apparently going to be under siege by Cuba any minute, so. Oh, yeah. Which is fun.
2: You'll be fine. <sighs>
1: No, no, but uh, I I love the ending a lot too because Snake just looks around and like everyone's trying to fuck each other over. Uh, the people in charge shouldn't be in charge. The people are just getting shoveled off to L.A. Whether or not they even like deserve, and well, no one no one deserves like what's, what's happening in, in their world, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, "Fuck it, just we got to start over." And it's like it's not it doesn't even matter if he's the person that, who should make that call. It's like the only option that that's going to, like, allow humanity to survive. And that's fucking crazy that this movie ends like that. Like, even when I didn't like this movie, when I I first saw it, I was like, okay, but those last ten minutes, those are are very special. The ending kicks so much ass. I wish more movies ended like that. Oh, my God.
2: I was in from the moment that they were just, like, hang gliding around and shooting people that was great top quality and then i was still in with like the helicopter going off i'm like okay no problem but then they just kill everybody in the back seat of the helicopter i was kind of pissed off i was like wow that's like three characters right there just gone just burned alive i was a little annoyed by that
1: cuz in the the original they they kill off people relatively quickly there too uh... mm-hmm but it, it feels at least paced out a little easier here it's just like they're all there they're all gone yeah yeah i do think that's too abrupt also i love pam greer in this i just love pam greer in everything but even though she's not a trans actress
0: yeah that doesn't quite age great it yeah it's it, it's rough for me it's something that i would like to enjoy and, you know a pam greer performance is a pam greer performance and we should uh enjoy it but it, it is a little it, it doesn't really
1: hold up
2: and then they just kill off that character which is also the reason why i was like oh cool i guess they serve their purpose cool thanks
1: and and the first one it's more of like a definitive statement about how like yeah even the people that do try to do good by the end it doesn't matter to the people in charge because they're just like no they're, they, they don't care about them they just want like the president just wants to stay in power and stuff and here it's i think it's trying to make the same point it doesn't let it sit enough. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, the ending of the movie is still incredible, those last couple of minutes. But, yeah, that needed to be uh, parsed out cleaner. A-, a lot of this movie could actually be parsed out a little better, but specifically that stuff. The whole movie does feel slapdash in a lot of ways,
0: too. Like, unforgivably so. Like, just some editing errors that kind of, like, sneak their way through.
2: Oh, yes. Yes. I noticed a big one, and I never noticed that stuff.
0: Is, does it revolve the, the countdown timer?
2: No, it was um, when he and uh, the girl uh, who, who was the oh, song, mm-hmm. yeah, um, they cut off her what she's saying and they like fade out of what she's saying and immediately cut into them walking through a tunnel and it was just very sloppy i was i was kind of shocked
0: it's yeah like that 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 was rough i definitely noticed that that's felt it's way too obvious and there's also a scene where they just blatantly give out the wrong time Where a character just builds out, like, oh, Snake, you only have six, seven hours left, even though the countdown timer just showed that he only had six hours left. (laughs) It's just, it's that kind of stuff that's just like, okay, I can understand uh, things happening during production that end up, you know, maybe not looking as good, not playing out the way you wanted it to,
1: but why would the movie be edited this way? It's a little frustrating. You guys want to know something funny? Okay, Uh, you you can go first if you want. I didn't mean to cut you off.
2: Diego, if you don't tell me what this (laughs) (laughs) is, I will kick you off of this podcast.
1: (laughs) Okay, so even given its uh, escape from L.A.'s reception, John Carpenter went on the record only a couple of years ago, I think, saying that definitively he believes escape from L.A. is the better film. Just like The Thing got its comeuppance eventually with fans of, of the genre pictures He believes that Escape from L.A. will also have its day in the sun. And I don't know if I agree with him. (laughs) And he's one of my favorite filmmakers. But uh, I found that interesting that he he truly firmly believes that this is the better picture. Fun guy.
2: Again, I I haven't seen the first one. But I, I, I can see why people would like this one. I can see why this would become like a cult hit but at the same time i mean there's there's a lot of problems just with the production alone i mean i had a fun time watching it i don't think i had a great time watching it until like he has been on the on, you know in la for a little bit i liked the initial setup of what was going on and then i liked when he finally got to the island but but anything in between them trying to explain all the ways they fucked him over i was kind of bored and in general the illness quote unquote that he had Kind of just annoying
0: me. (laughs) We need the ticking clock, Sarah, by any means necessary. (laughs) We
2: need it. Young men need to feel the pressure of ticking clocks. (laughs) It's the only way they can feel anxious while watching movies.
0: It was in the first movie. We got to do it here. And then later on, when this movie becomes John Carpenter's unappreciated classic, they'll sell his watch for like a bajillion dollars as they did with the original movie. And then I'll be like, damn, I wish I could buy that even though I didn't even like this movie that much. But I kind of (laughs) did.
2: It's hard. We're confused. Is it good? Is it bad? Who knows? But is it Carpenter's fault? Probably not. I kind of like Carpenter. This is cool. I'm not mad at him.
0: I will say, though, like, as much as I have enjoyed parts of this movie, compared to some of, like, Carpenter's more pointed political movies on America, does this really, like, hold the candle to, like, They Live? Oh no, but They Live is like one of the best movies ever. And so like, and that's, th- that's, that's what bugs me is I feel like Escape from LA was kind of like just a prelude to They Live and sort of like the, the thoughts that were being tossed around in John Carpenter's head before making They Live and like, if this is this particular brand of Carpenter you're looking for, there's better places for it. All Carpenter movies can be appreciated. I just think with a with a director that has such a incredible filmography, why stop here? Or why start here? Although it should be noted that this came after they lived.
2: Oh.
0: Yeah. Wait, seriously? Wait, did I get this shit wrong? Oh, fuck. Yeah,
1: sorry. I, I can't let that one sit.
2: No, thank you, Diego. We need fact checkers like you.
1: I'm sorry. Oh, fuck. Yeah, fuck. By, like, a lot. Oh, well,
0: then, yeah. (laughs) Never mind. Scratch all that. Go watch They Live, though. Really great. It's one of the best.
1: Yeah. Basically, everything before Escape from New York... There's like a 90% chance it'll be one of your all-time new faves. Because there's there are a couple clunkers before that. But.
2: Yeah, and then, and then Vampires happened.
1: Uh, I, don't, I don't think it started with Vampires. I, I think it started earlier. I'm
2: going to watch Vampires next.
1: Don't. Vampires isn't even a part
0: of the conversation. Not even <laughs> tangentially.
2: I'm going to watch Vampires next, guys. It's going to be my favorite movie.
0: No, you, I think you're going to hate it. I've heard John Carpenter's Vampires mentioned more in this podcast right now in these 30 minutes than I ever have in my whole life. I'm
2: going to watch Vampire's Kiss and Vampire's Double feature.
1: I think you're going to hate vampires. Like, I, I firmly believe that.
2: I just want to upset you guys.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not upset because I actually like it. It's just, like, ugly and vile and, like, it stars James Woods.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay, wait. I, I keep on forgetting about Woods. It's just, like, all bad. I'm good. So are you guys upset that I didn't let you watch any of the Alien films?
1: A little, yeah.
2: A little,
0: yeah. I wanted to wa- I needed an excuse to watch The Predator, and this could have been it.
2: Yeah, I know. But we watched. We watched. Uh, you know, Alien versus Predator, whatever that movie's fucking called.
0: Nobody remembers that. That was like <laughs> like five years ago.
2: We can do other ones now. Diego, I know you didn't listen to that episode, but um, I liked uh, Alien versus Predator. It's
1: fine. I, I don't. I don't dislike it. It's just like it's fine. It's okay.
2: I had a good uh, female lead.
1: Sanaa Lathan is the best part of that.
2: Yeah, she really is.
1: She gets an arc too, which is nice. <laughs>
0: yeah, she kicks ass, and I mean, you get some fun WWE Super Sentai Alien Predator <laughs> project, said so. something else. <laughs> I
1: know. I
2: thought you said hentai. <laughs>
0: oh goddamn it!
2: <laughs> Super <laughs> hentai alien. I was like, oh okay, cool.
0: Super Sentai. Sarah, do you want me to go into the history of Super Sentai and how it relates to Power Rangers? Alex,
2: just let your freak flag fly, man. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll bring Axel. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea. Let's just make this podcast into a Power Rangers podcast. We've talked about it before. Full pivot, 360 pivot, 180 pivot to a Power Rangers podcast. You'll be happy. I'll be okay it'll be great.
0: And then the title will just correspond to the audience forgiving me for making them listen, making to, them listen to this garb. Because nobody needs to... Listen, I could tell you. I could rattle off for days. We got Rita Repulsa, <laughs> uh, <Matt> Odius, <laughs> yep. Lord Zedd, Rita Repulso. Actually, it's Rita Revolto. I got that oh, wrong. Sorry. Um, gonna, Wait, is that real? A separate podcast.
2: This man... Is that real? a lot. Yeah, this
0: is all real. Um, oh, my we got God. Scorpina, yeah. Goldar. Yeah. Oh, man. Don't get me started on Squad and Babu, Squad and, Babu. <laughs> and then Finster. He makes them all the monsters out of clay.
2: Oh, I remember him. I watched that episode.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's in all of them. He he does the same. It's the same thirty seconds of stock Japanese footage.
2: Oh, uh, you made me watch that pizza episode.
0: That's from Power Rangers Turbo, which is <laughs> season. Five. Five of Power Rangers, even though it's the third series. Don't
2: worry, Diego. I'll get you out of here, man.
1: No, it's, it's fine. I, I admire Power Rangers. It just missed the boat for me. I, I liked the new movie that didn't get a sequel. New movie? Surprisingly good, huh?
0: Well, Hasbro might get on and uh, they own the franchise, but we'll see. They'll probably just recast the whole thing and then make it into a Transformers film. Yeah. That's the worst fucking idea because the cast
1: is like the best thing about that. So they're fucking up.
0: Yep. It's really the only redeemable thing. Like all the action was pretty. Um, gross and like not all that exciting honestly all your breakfast club drama was all that I could care about in that film so escape from LA huh yeah
2: I'm gonna end this episode before we keep on talking about power rangers and whatever the heck else we decide to rant about with Diego
1: so my favorite part of the predator (laughs) is uh (laughs) oh yeah tell me
2: yeah do it go for it
1: (laughs) Uh, it's actually probably the opening because that's the only thing that didn't get butchered by the p- production studio. So
2: I really should have just let you guys talk about aliens and predators. Oh,
1: I got a whole thesis on both of those franchises, but
2: I know, I know, it's my own fault. I was like, no, guys, I know you love it, but we can't do it—not this time.
1: <laughs> How's my boy Thomas Jane in that? Uh, Thomas Jane's great. His character needed to not have played Tourette as a joke all the time uh-uh. that that movie and its view of mental health stigmas is uh not great bob <laughs> it's uh it's got problems, yeah, but he's good. Thomas Jane's always good. God bless Thomas
0: Jane. He goes bad though, God damn it, yeah, sorry about that. caruso has got a wide face, huh. <laughs> that Kurt Russell, huh?
2: How dare you? Kurt Russell...
0: I'm not saying it's a bad thing. He's a a very handsome man. He's a tall drink of water, that Kurt Russell, but I was just looking at him. I was like, damn, that boy got big face. Yeah. It's all good. It's great. God, every time he says anything in this movie, I, I, I just think, God... Where did you go for 20 years? He
2: came back. He's having a great... And now
0: he's better you know, than ever. ...loving
2: relationship with his partner, and they raised some children. Good for you, Kurt Russell. Good for you, Kurt Russell. You're a god. You did a great job. In the Marvel
0: movie. You did great. You did a good job in that Marvel movie, bud.
2: You got out of Marvel quick. You just went in there, got your money, got out.
0: Yeah. Smart. And he got to be in the best one. Just made one good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. He picked the only one that has good colors in it. Yeah.
2: He got his big face, CGI, to be younger. look looked great. Good job.
0: That's a good movie. God bless Kurt Russell. God bless Steve Buscemi. Yep. (sighs) Y'all will save any movie. (laughs)
2: Do we forgive John Carpenter?
0: Absolutely. fucking lily. That dude has a lifetime pass from
1: me. Oh, yeah.
2: Do what you want. Make another one. Mm. The
1: fact that Netflix <laughs> hasn't been just, like, shoveling money in his direction is a disgrace.
2: <laughs> I feel like people say that about everyone, though. I mean, I could come up with, like, a handful of people right now. I'm like, just give Taika Waititi all of your money, Netflix. Just let him make whatever the heck he wants. Please.
1: Well, no, the problem is because, like, no one... like Because everyone wants to work with Taika Waititi now. Because he's like a god and all of his movies make money. But no one wants to work with John Carpenter anymore because he's like so out of touch with the modern film industry. But there's like at least five great unproduced Carpenter screenplays just sitting around somewhere in a desk in Hollywood. And someone needs to let him finally make Shadow Company.
2: You need to find them, Tia. You need to go and find that desk. No, no, I,
1: that, that script's available online. I don't, I don't know if people are supposed to have it. But it's available and it's like solid and it's a cheap little horror action thriller about how the Vietnam War destroyed the American nuclear family, but it's also a zombie action movie. So everyone should watch it if it ever came out, because it's not real yet. Now, I made myself sad. If Netflix
0: can allow the director of Suicide Squad the chance to make a Will Smith fantasy cop drama, they can easily make at least, like, three out of those five unproduced John Carpenter films. (laughs) It's the toll that should be paid for making a movie like Bright. Did
2: you see the trailer for the sequel?
0: There's a trailer for the sequel? Yeah, man. I don't believe you. Jesus. No, there, no, there fucking isn't. I've been seeing a lot of fake news lately. <laughs> no. Yesterday I saw a poster. Why
2: would I lie to you, Alex? Yesterday
0: I saw a poster for the sequel for Maleficent, which a movie I believe came out in 1999 at this point. <laughs> I'm, I'm not fucking sure any of this shit's real anymore. <laughs> no way. Bright
2: 2? Bright 2. Trailer came out. I
0: will Only ever even consider looking at a trailer for that movie if it's called Brighter.
2: It's not called Brighter,
0: it's called Bright 2. Fuck that. Garbage.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) They couldn't even do Brighter. Dog shit. (laughs) I didn't watch the original. Oh, it's bad. Just letting you know. Okay, guys, we can end this. This is way longer than I needed to. (laughs) I'm (laughs)
0: sorry. Sorry, Sarah.
2: (laughs) We recorded late. I'm very cranky. I'm going to bed. Oh, Oh, alright.
0: Okay. (laughs) Good night, sir. Good night.
2: You're great, John Carpenter. Thanks for the LAs. That was great. (laughs) (laughs) Good times.
1: Diego, thanks for coming on to the show.
2: Yeah, thanks, Diego.
1: Oh, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. And I like talking about everything that we talked about.
2: <laughs> Tiga, we've never had a guest on, so, like, we don't normally do plugs, but, like, you should. Yeah. I mean, you gotta get something out of this, so...
0: Definitely, and it definitely wasn't
1: the conversation, <laughs> so please, for the love of God. Well, all my writing, it will be linked on my Twitter at d e w g o Waffles. Talk Film Society, my personal blog, all that stuff's there. You can also check out my podcast at The Waffle Press on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes etc where i post a lot of i think interesting discussions and have a lot of fun guests sometimes and i gotta get you guys on at some point too because i think that would be a lot of fun
2: yeah we're fun hell yeah we're great
1: and hey just between you and me
0: diego i don't have to bring axel vroom (laughs) (laughs) that dude can stay here it's okay
2: hey alex what's up do you got a papa john update you didn't even try to look up papa john update you piece of shit You didn't even think about it. You're literally. Are you typing right now? Are you seriously typing right now? God damn it, Alex. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) one job on this podcast. There's
0: so many. Here's the thing about the Papa John update, Sarah, is that all I have to do is look up the name. You
2: brought it back. Here's the
0: thing. Here's the thing, thing, Sarah. All you have to do is Google search the words Papa John. And there's immediately 12 slam dunks on the good name of Papa John, whatever the fuck his <laughs> actual last name is. Like, this this great one, that's like the first thing that pops up. A headline, written yesterday, Papa John's continues to disappoint the public. Constantly ducked, and I'm not gonna read this, <laughs> because I don't need more Papa content in my life. But man, isn't it great? But, on a more serious note, on a serious note, John Shatner... Mm-hmm. The Papa John. Papa John resigns from Papa John's board and ends the lawsuits.
2: Oh my god, it's finally over. It literally is over.
0: We tried to, We tried to save Papa John, but Papa John could not be saved. He didn't
2: need to be saved. No, that guy's going a fiery pizza hell. <laughs>
0: That's the last Papa John update. Papa John's officially dead. <laughs> <laughs> officially found dead in a big ol' just... <laughs> Found in a big old pizza box, half eaten <laughs> slice of pizza in his mouth. He's done, and he will be given a, a Viking funeral. <laughs> we, we will slather him in garlic butter and just send him out into the open sea. So,
2: Listeners, if you have another shitty fast food chain for us to obsessively talk about, let us know. <sighs> okay, right. that's it. I'm going to bed now.
0: Papa John's dead. All right.
2: Papa John's dead. Bye, guys. Bye. All right. Papa John's dead. Internal pressure is 5G.